journalist, not a terrorist. I know what's right. The First Amendment tight. With the Lafayette Square, cause Trump don't care. Kids out of the cages and increase our wages. Welcome back to Naharan America. Uh, thanks for listening in for all the people that do it every single day and week and follow the show. I want to thank you all personally. It's uh, always quite a ride. And I mean, what I've loved most about this show is being able to put the spotlight on people that I find in my travels across Nahara uh, in America, which is traveling America. And the guy that does uh, is we have on here is from San Diego, California. It's where he's at right now. He's currently in a San Diego rep meeting where he's got the Zoom on, but he's going to nod his head a lot like he's listening. And, and it's called it's called um, the Mexican work ethic, or in your case, Salvadorian, correct? Herbert Seguentes. <laughs> yes. Herbert, welcome to Hi, the show. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh. Having me, yes. Well, uh, you know, you, the, one of the reasons I had you is I just saw your work in um, a weekend with Pablo Picasso, uh, which was at the rep. It's been around everywhere, but it's the first time it's on on um, on film. And I got to tell you, I was blown away. I really liked it. I I thought oh, it was amazing. You. Well, I mean, it's great because you know I was looking at another great one person show was Toa Felsha, um, when she plays Golda Meir. She's brilliant. Right. And I'm seeing you play Picasso, and I may have never known Picasso, but I imagine it's exactly how he is. Um, I think you really capture him. What was your, your process in capturing P- Pablo Picasso? Well, you know, um, it took me my whole life to write and perform this play, and it's mm-hmm. true. When I was seven years old, I was in a dental office with my mom, and I saw a book on the in the in the waiting room. Right, you know yeah. how they have magazines and books sure. out there. And I was seven years old, and I picked up this book called The Private Life of Pablo Picasso. It was by Douglas Duncan, a photographer who had access to Picasso's and lived with Picasso in the south of France in 1957 and photographed him on a daily basis, painting, eating, playing in his chonies, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, just, you know, the private life of Pablo. And and I was looking at it as a little kid, and I'm like, Mama, when I grow up, I want to be this man. You know, because I was amazed that this old man that was acting like a kid mm-hmm. and just, you know, enjoying, enjoying, enjoying life, you know, doing what he wants, painting and playing with his animals and kids and yeah. his beautiful life. And I was like, man, that looks like a good life to me. And so, yeah, I always remember that. France. I always remember that. And, you know, and then I, I did go to art school. I, I, I did go to art school. I went to a college of arts in, in yeah. Oakland. And you, you're I, the I'm first, and, and, first and member of your family to be a People think I became an actor. Yeah. But no, but I was a, an artist first and then I became an actor. And then I did culture class for 35 years. But then it, 10 years ago, I went to the rep and I showed them that book. And I said, I want to do a play based off this book. And they said, okay, let's do it. Write it. And I wrote it and we workshopped it 10 years ago and it's been touring the nation. It went to a lot of regionals and, yeah. um, and then when COVID hit, uh, San Diego rep said, uh, you know, why don't we film it? And so we can stream it. And so it's a hybrid. It's kind of a movie. It's also based off. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, uh, it's not a film based off my, it's a film based off my play. Yeah. That's how I look at it. It's a hybrid. 
It is. I'm very happy with it. But I, I like the way they did it. I mean, it was it was there was, there was a certain simplicity to it, which I think was necessary. I wasn't necessarily filming it that we were on the stage watching it. It's more mm-hmm. of we're at a weekend with Pablo. Yeah, it's a very simple, very simple. Pro- it's a the you could have a simpler premise. It's yeah. just a weekend. It's literally a weekend with Pablo Picasso. What would he do if you were to spend a weekend with him? Yeah, it was like he would work. He would work. He would work. He would paint. He would talk about uh, women. He would talk about uh, politics, about philosophy, the pro- uh, the process of art, and that's all I wanted. I didn't want to complicate it more than that. Well, you you, you dwell, dwell on the process of art. You know, there's a lot of great quotes I you know read from from uh, saw from your performance. I remembered. I mean, one is about eros in art that you know the sex, mm-hmm. sensuality, uh, sex. Um, yes, and so I I thought. What a unique point of view. I mean, he, he sat yeah. down and said, there is no, you should have no modesty in art. You should be naked in art. Um, you and, should be and, naked, yes. And, and be exposed. Uh, you should hide it. Yeah, because that's humanity. He was a humanist. Yeah. Picasso was the ultimate humanist in, uh, you know, sex and love and desire and anger and war. All these things are human traits. And he reflected that in his art. Yeah. Have you noticed that a lot with artists? I mean, there was, you know, you think of, uh, uh, you know, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera and all these. Yeah, I think the, yeah, I think the artists that transcend time are those artists that are, are, are true humanists and uh, really, um, really capture the, the human, uh, the human condition. Yeah. Van Gogh. I mean, look at, uh, he was, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, all that work with Renoir, and I, you know, I heard an interesting story about Renoir. Is that Renoir years ago? Uh, there was a turmoil in France, and Renoir stepped in, and one of the leaders of the revolution, he hit him and put him on a train, had him wear a painter's smock. He's hiding out in the, the fields. Yeah. Got him in on a train and shipped to England, where he was safe. Years later, came back. Renoir, they considered um a bit of a radical and they arrested mm-hmm. him and they were about to shoot renoir and the same man stepped in and saved renoir so mm. i think that's just what you know the mm. the kismet and all the the yeah. you know there is you know like they say there's 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 much more to be seen uh than believed in the world and i think that's what the artist does yeah. the artist finds that that um Signal, if you will, almost like your your yeah. radio, radio transmitter. You get that signal, you and you repeat it, and it comes through you. Uh, I think that's what I saw yeah. in uh, your work in Picasso. It was that that was. Oh, thank the, you. Yeah, you know, I really, yeah, he's. I kind of, yeah, I really embody him. I mean, I really believe. I really, and, and the reason I embody him is because I really, truly believe his philosophy, and the and that is that you're an artist is not a profession; it's a lifestyle. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. It's a so it's, true. You're you're an artist 24 seven, 20, you know, 24 seven, 365 days a year. You cannot take off, you know, and not think about art. You, you're you always constantly thinking about art. And I, I like that because creating because that that's yeah. what you that's what we do, you know, and uh, that's what I do. Yeah. And <laughs> and, you know, and that's. You know, and, 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 you know, I think it's 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 existential for an artist. It's like if we don't create, we're not living, you know, you're yeah. basically dead. An artist must mm-hmm. create, must create as he must breathe. Without one or the other, mm-hmm. he has neither life nor soul. I always remember that quote. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's so true. It's a, the artist's lifestyle is linked to their life. And and just in the scene in, in Picasso, not to give away the show, 
but mm-hmm. um, I think I can say this, is at one no, point— No, yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing there that—yeah, yeah. there's no spoilers. Well, isn't it you say, I see, I see dead people, and you find out that Picasso <laughs> is dead at this point? So, uh, maybe that's another. <laughs> no, I, I don't say that quote. I don't. That's another. Movie. Okay, it's another movie. Sorry, but I see. I know Picasso would be. I see abstract people. That's what he would, yeah. would be. But what I loved about yeah, it, I mean, he really, you know, he invented. I mean, he saw art. I mean, he saw the world. I mean, he really, he really changed art. You know, I mean, he was one of the uh, founders of Cubism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you know, this is after years, centuries. Not yeah. just years, but centuries of people painting the same way, you yeah. know, which was kind of semi-realism and, you know, and perspective, mm-hmm. you know, and this was went on for centuries. And yeah. and then he said, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to change perspective. I'm going to change this and that colors and all this. And so he he, along with Brock and other people in France, mm-hmm. invented cubism. And that really just opened up the whole yeah, per- way of looking at things. You know, perspective, you know, in the, in brought out in the Renaissance was such a unique thing. I mean, you always think it's certain, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the art of Egypt and, and other places. Yeah. You, you actually can see, like, points where it's almost a new knowledge goes into the art world. And, and artists are, right, right. they hear new it knowledge, yeah. and they pick it up and it's, that becomes it's a trend. like science. Yeah, you know, it, it really like is. science, right? We're, we're constantly uh, reinventing ourselves. Oh, yeah. Darwin was taking stuff. I mean, it's not that it, all the thought he, he thought was totally radical. It comes from somewhere. You're listening to the Nahara in America podcast. The podcast that isn't afraid to tell it like it is to people who aren't afraid to hear like it is. You can listen to us on Revolver Podcasts or wherever you find your finer podcasts. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I think what you did when that scene where you take a bicycle seat and um, a bicycle handlebars and you turn it into a bull. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat there and a said, yeah. that is what an artist does. He takes stuff. And that's so much what a child does. That's what I did mm-hmm. love. Yes. That you saw the child uh, heart of an artist, you know. Um, yes. He always said we were all born a child, but. How, how do we remain uh, a child once we grow up, you know? Yeah. In other words, you know, a child has curiosity. A child doesn't ask. He just does, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's an innocence to, to how a child lives. And we lose that, you know. We lose curiosity. We lose uh, creativity because we, we start analyzing everything, you know. Well, I think I think the child is almost like, you know, uh, so much of our storytelling is, is return back to nature. You know, it's the Shakespeare has yes. it where the people go off in the forest, uh, you know, ch- check off. They're in the in nature and they want to they yearn for Moscow. They return. It's either yearning to return or yearning to leave. You know, Thoreau, all these different people and uh, philosophers and artists have had that feeling of return to nature. And I think Picasso was very much into nature. You know, you see it in his work, the bulls, nature, mm-hmm. women. I mean, there, oh, yeah. there's yeah, such yeah. definitely into nature. Yeah. yeah, like the simple thing of turning a a, a teacup or a teapot into a, mm-hmm. a, 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 oh, a, a fish, a fish <laughs> or, or an ostrich. That's the way his world and mind worked, which I, I thought was great mm-hmm. because you really did get a chance to look into an artist. Because I know I'm sure you feel mm-hmm. it too. Is that we're a hard group to explain? I mean, yeah. uh, we we just are. It's it's. Yeah, the whole play starts with 
I, everything is a miracle. I mean, that's how the place starts. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge, you know, that's a huge statement. Everything is a miracle. In other words, everything's an illusion. Everything is, yeah. is wonderful. You know, everything is, is, is creative. You what, know? It's the artist profound and the profane living in both of us. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's part of it, uh, of, of an artist. And that's what Picasso was. He, he accepted the profound and the profane. And it's true. I mean, I, I think, uh, I forget what artist or comic was saying this, but if you're on a, I was on, I was texting someone recently and I, I text them, they go, oh, uh, I go, where are you? They go, I think I'm over the Midwest somewhere. I'm flying to New York. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you're texting me from a plane at 30,000 feet in the air <laughs> here mm-hmm. and I'm in California and we're in real time. And I'm thinking, isn't that a miracle? <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's the way to look it at is. life is that we're surrounded by so many miracles and and, yeah, and that's what he's that's doing. True. Now you you went you you know Culture Clash on Fox TV was was remarkable show when it happened. Uh, you had some amazing. Yeah, it was run- kind of ahead of its time. For oh sure. wait, we I were mean doing you Latino comedy way before you wait, know you you had probably thinking about it. You had probably one of the greatest writing staffs for Latinos at that time. You had Josefina uh, Lopez from Real Lopez, Women Lopez, Lalo Alcaraz, Lalo, you. Yeah. Oh. We had, uh, man, yeah. It was, it was, a, Morton. Oh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was amazing. And yeah. all the guys, all the guys who write for uh, Saturday Night Live and uh, uh, are, a lot of those guys are there now, you know, were yeah. there. They, yeah. They got their early, uh, early beginnings there in our show. That was amazing. Yeah, it was, uh, I remember being a part of that. It was, it was great to be a part of it. I remember we did, uh. At that time, there was Latin's Anonymous, My Comedy Troupe, and then Culture Clash, and I think mm-hmm. Chicano and Secret Service. And then the Jeff show, right? They, yes. was yeah. Kind of a renaissance of it was, comedy. It was. 90s, it, right? it was a renaissance of comedy, and I, I think it's mm-hmm. great, and I think we're, we're getting into another one, and we're continuing. I, what you guys are, are doing, Culture Clash, you know, Rick Salinas, Richard Montoya, yourself, are still performing, and I think that's the necessary part. This is the part that we are different than, say, mainstream Anglo culture. We like our masters. We we think this is something that takes years and years to develop, and each generation from older to younger really contributes. And I th- I think that's you know you're right now you're at San Diego Rep, and how how long have you been there at mm-hmm. San Diego Rep? As they're, they're... I've been here. Uh, in the, I'm the playwright in residence here mm-hmm. at San Diego Rep through a Mellon Foundation grant. I've been here four years. I got two more years. Oh, wow. So it's been a real blessing because it's, you know, it's given me a living wage where I don't have to worry about, you know, Hollywood or hustling. I just just write plays and develop work. That's so mm-hmm. amazing. Well, you know, so it's nice. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 envious and I'm filled yeah. with rage. <laughs> no, uh, it's a real sweet. It's a sweet job. It really is. No, it mm-hmm. is a great job. And at Sandy Rep is where I started. So I happen to love that. That theater. Yeah. But you would you would see some some really strange things. So I'm, I'm I really love what you're doing at San Diego Rep, and it's I, I see it growing. You know, we California's over fifty percent Latino. We used to be a hundred percent. That's that's another issue. But we are over fifty percent, and our stories. Yeah, need to you be know, told. it's just yeah. Well, our stories matter. Our stories are going to matter, and we have to keep writing. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think we're making a lot of inroads in theater. You know, there's a lot more playwrights, a lot more uh, directors, yeah. and uh, what I'm not seeing is I'm not seeing that same uh, activity in, in mainstream play in Hollywood, unfortunately. No, no, yeah, yeah. we we have we you have know. moments. I, I think the problem is when, you know, I think it was either Richard or someone said this line. I'm not even sure if I might have said it, but it was, I I think it was Richard. It was um, 
Let me see. Hollywood, it was going to be the decade of Hollywood turned into a weekend. <laughs> a weekend. Yeah, yeah. A weekend the, with the, Dos Equis or something. The decade of the Hispanic turned out to be a wet T-shirt contest. Yeah. There's, like, <laughs> it's, there's all sorts of – but it's true. I mean, it's like you go – I remember when La Bamba hit. Oh, my God, La Bamba. It's going to be yeah. a, a renaissance for Latinos. We'll be on every show. Nothing. Right. You know, oh, nothing. Selena. Yeah. Oh, my God. The first Selena. The first Selena. Yeah. yeah. This is two. I think what we are as a people is very persistent. You know, we weren't a hit after first Selena. Don't worry. We're going to give you the TV show. You know, you know, we'll just keep doing it until finally someone opens the door. I think our sheer numbers will be will be. I think when we're about to make it, they will be like, uh, you know, Latino so mainstream. We should go find some other groups. You know, so well, it's frustrating, you know, I mean, Netflix, I mean, you, you, you know, there's hundreds of channels now, hundreds of shows on yeah. Netflix, Hulu, you know, and we're still like a very small minority, you know? Yeah. It makes me want to be, uh, it makes me want to be East, East Indian. They're doing really well. East Indian is doing. <laughs> very... like in every, is it just my imagination, but there's like an East Indian guy in every show? I mean, the, yeah, there's... I think that's, yeah, this election let us know that we're not monolithic. You no. know, some people went with Biden, a lot of people went with Trump, you know, for different reasons. Yeah. With Trump, it was like business. Mm-hmm. Well, they were trying to push Biden as a socialist, you know, well, I that and, 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 you know, and then you have your, your, you have your Christian faith. The Catholics are mm-hmm. very uh, yeah. pro-life. And so that, that's enough right there. I know, I know people that voted for Trump just, just because of that. Yeah. No, I mean, you know? there's groups that are very pro. I say pro fetus mm-hmm. more than pro life. Mm-hmm. Pro fetus, yeah. Because once they get. But kids in cages, they, that's. That's different. You know, they that, don't care about that. But mm-hmm. let me ask you so COVID isn't a Democratic hoax and is not just going to go away? Because <laughs> I've been no, hearing that from no, the president. I, no, I, it's, a re- it's real. Okay. It's unfortunately, okay. real. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. that, just a little historical uh, information. Uh, the Spanish flu didn't come from Spain. It's as real as the monolith. It's as real as the monolith that, it, that everyone's it, talking about. Yeah, they, monolith. Have you seen that? It's popping up everywhere. It's like <laughs> a little scary. I think the I want to ma- have that. I want to have the monolith agent. Yeah, it seems to get better press than I do. Well, it's it's it says in the one side it says made in China, so that kind of gives it away. It's not from uh, <laughs> oh, outer okay. space, but yeah, the monolith is pretty incredible. Art always you know, I was asking like people like well, essential workers, right? You mm-hmm. know, but imagine, okay, while we've been holed up at our houses, I mean, how much Netflix, how much plays, how many books have we read? You know, yeah, it just shows you how the arts are saving our lives right now. So I think, in a sense, art and artists are essential workers. Well, not not the essential workers, the the people that have been picking our fruit and vegetables for, you know. Since millennium, mm-hmm. th- those are the central workers and necessary yeah. work. Oh, yeah. So I think I think it's really making a shift on what really is important. And, and I think, you know, I'm of course I'm always been behind the farm workers, but now I think people actually see mm-hmm. the importance of this. This farm worker is saving your life. He's bringing you food. Yeah. And and also, yeah, and this artist is, is saving your heart and your soul mm-hmm. by bringing you art. So on that deep and dark note, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Um, Thank you for watching uh, A Weekend with Paulo Picasso. I, I just want to let people re- know that it's not available right now. It was available, but it's off the market right now. But San Diego Rep should be uh, putting it out there again, re-releasing it. So look out for it. Yeah, just check it out San Diego Rep uh, on their, their site. Sutter, yeah. It's really mm-hmm. worth seeing. I was blown away. Um, I was filled with envy and rage, of course, because uh, mm-hmm. his success is my failure. I'm joking, <laughs> but, but I was actually, I was quite proud. And when you see his work, you'll be Thank proud you. as well. Herbert Seguences, thanks right, so right. much for Thank coming you so on. Thank so much. Now, here in America. All right.
Thank you. You're listening to the Nahara in America podcast. The podcast that isn't afraid to tell it like it is to people who aren't afraid to hear like it is. You can listen to us on Revolver Podcasts or wherever you find your finer podcasts. Join us next week for more on Nahara in America.